Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Along with Brendan Escott, it is currently 133 in Edmonton. You know, back in the days of SCTV, there was a skit with Joe Flaherty called Monster Horror Chiller Theater, uh, where Joe played a vampire and then was often caught uh, making his NFL picks. Sparkless <laughs> stick. I used to just howl seeing it. Uh, we are pleased to be joined on the line at 135 in Edmonton by my play-by-play broadcast partner, Jack Michaels. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? Bob, how are you? Good. All right. Monster Horror Chiller Theater. You knew this was coming. Do you have a couple horror movies that scare the bejesus out of you? I really have just the one. Uh, and And it's it's an easy one, and that's The Shining. The Shining? Yeah, I, I think The Shining is the scariest movie I've ever seen by a wide margin. I like horror movies. I recognize them for what they are. They're mostly relatively cheesy. In fact, I was just watching the first Friday the 13th. Did you know what famous actor was in Friday the 13th? I had forgotten. No. Who? Kevin Bacon. Really? I had I had totally forgotten. And I consider myself fairly good at that game, you know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I I I had totally forgotten. He was uh he was one of the counselors. I totally had forgotten that. Now was he in was he in Wild Things? I wouldn't know that either because I never saw that movie. Yeah, Matt Dillon was in. Somebody can text us on our Ashley Fine Flores text line on Kevin Bacon. Uh, obviously, a Footloose fame. Uh, see, I did not know. So, just back to The Shining. Do you recall yeah. where? Do you recall where you were the first time you saw it? Yeah, absolutely. I was in, in my house. It was actually one of the first times, if not the first time, I had been left alone. So, in other words, you know, no babysitter and. Basically, I was probably, that means around eight or nine. This is a different era, remember. You know, right. That was, yes. you know, my parents would probably be thrown in jail right now for that. But but back then, you know, that was that was at least borderline. And, right. And to be honest with you, Bob, and I can't believe I'm admitting this on a show in a city in which I live, but uh, I actually had to call my parents and say, <laughs> I had to come home. I was so terrified. Well, I, watched, 
I watched the whole movie and they had to break off. They were at a dinner party. And I remember my dad was not happy. He was, you know, I mean, think about it. They were... They were basically, you know, our age or, or younger back then. Finally gets a night out with the wife, and I ruined it for him. I saw it uh, the first time. I was, I was a lot older than you, Jack. I was, uh, oh, man, I had to have been at least 20. Well, you would have been 14 or 15. I know, but I didn't see it until I was, like, in my late 20s. And I oh, saw right. it. So, you, yeah. And I saw it at my buddy's place. Craig McKay is a lawyer here in town. Uh, he's uh, with a different law firm that doesn't advertise in the show, so we're not going to give him the free plug. But I saw it at his place, and then the, and I remember we 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 had had a, a pretty good time <laughs> that night. Then watched the movie, and then I had to drive up north the next day to work. And you know the scene where the two girls appear out of the fog, yeah, in in the shining. Well, we were on summer hours, which meant that we were planting Jack at like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and planting from like four until like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. And it was we had an unseasonably cold late July day on summer hours, and we were in the fog, and I was flying, and suddenly I looked up, and through the fog, sort of like the scene in the movie, I got startled. And I and just because of how the, the the busted trees looked, and there was a moose, like less than four feet away from me, and it scared the living, you know, because you, you get startled because you're always watching on tree lines in particular for things like bears. That's the big one, right? You're worried about bears. And I looked up and I see this moose's antlers, like looking right at me. I'm like, and it, it you know, and it took me right back to that scene in that movie with The Shining, where the two girls sort of appear out of nowhere in the fog. And I'll tell you, I got so I did. I listed The Shining with The Exorcist earlier, and uh, Salem's Lot for me. And Salem's Lot, same sort of thing, a little bit because of the mist and the kids appearing and knocking on the window, that sort of thing. It's amazing. Now, do do your kids watch them at all? The horror movies, like do you guys once in a while put them on, or they're not really into them. I don't think they've seen The Shining. I, I'm I I'm not sure we're there yet with them, but yeah, they've. They've watched a few scary movies. I I can't tell you exactly what they've seen because sometimes that's more my wife's genre. Uh, I'm, you know, I, in other words, I've never seen, I can't remember watching A Nightmare on the Elm Street all the way through. Uh, the ones I've probably seen the most, I've probably seen Halloween the most. Yeah. Uh, you know, the J- Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Myers movie. That would That would probably be the... Uh, the series of horror movies that I uh, with which I'm most familiar. Did you watch Blair Witch Project? I did. I saw that in the theater, uh, and I I didn't necessarily find that particularly scary. But right. again, my scale is is basically begins and ends with The Shining. I did mean, ever... to me, it's to me yeah. The Shining is on a, uh, is next level. Uh, what about The Exorcist? Never watched it. Never saw yeah. it. Never saw Poltergeist. Yeah, I, I, again, I can't say it's a it's a genre I have a great deal of familiarity with. Uh, but like I said, the, the Shining for me is it's not just a great horror movie. I, I think it's a great movie. I mean, I I think you can make an argument that that's Jack Nicholson's best performance. Ever. Yeah, we yeah we got we got tons of texts coming in today on this topic. We'll get back to uh, uh, a bunch of them here. Uh, by the way, Jack, you know just... who's in The Shining, Bob? That you might not remember is Apollo Creed's trainer. 
is in The Shining. Apollo Creed's trainer. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Apollo Creed's trainer is in The Shining. I I'm think just he- saying we're we're uh, we're mentioning some people who who aren't in movies long, but nevertheless we're in them. And on Kevin Bacon's subject, I often get people with the fact that Kevin Bacon was also in planes, trains, and automobiles, and a lot of people don't remember that. Uh, Kevin Bacon was in Wild Things. That has now been confirmed. All right, there you go. I never saw Wild Things. I never saw Wild Things or The Lost Boys. You never saw The Lost Boys? Wait a minute, was Wild Things Denise Richards or no? Yes, it was Denise Richards. Oh, all right, I have seen Wild Things. I take it all back. Yes, it was was hard to, for me, it was hard to forget Wild Things. I actually thought that was... uh, Richards and Neva Campbell in the pool, right? Yes, now you're talking, right. So that, yes, that happened to be. All that. right. I'm going to take the fifth from this point forward, though. Uh, did you see Borat? The new Borat that's out? I haven't seen the new Borat. Borat for me, Bob, is very similar to Austin Powers. Lots of people love it. I never had any time for it. I saw the first one. I won't be seeing this one. Uh, hey, uh, Jack, while we got you here, uh, the Ontario Hockey League has just announced they're taking uh, hitting out of the league for the upcoming 2021 season. They, uh, they're, 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 they're looking at getting started in February. Now, it's my belief that the OHL and the WHL, those leagues play 68-game schedules. Now, the WHL dropped from 72 to 68 games. Would not surprise me if they're targeting 34-game schedules. Does it sound a tad premature to be making, having the Minister of Sport in Ontario making a proclamation in late October about a startup in February, about taking a hitting out? I'd just like to get your thoughts on that. Well, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I hadn't heard any such directive coming out of the Western Hockey League in terms of no hitting. Right. Uh, I know the AJ is going on November the 13th, and uh, from what I understand, there's no, you know, uh, restrictions on hitting. So, yeah, I, you know what, Bob? I mean, to be honest with you, any proclamation in October about what's to come in February seems premature just because we don't know. I mean, Bob, to be honest with you, when we signed off the air on on March the 11th, you know, I thought we might be out a while. I thought it might be four or five weeks before I'd see again. In fact, I think you and I even talked about it. Even though we had nothing official from the National Hockey League, we understood, hey, the NBA's made this decision, the NHL is bound to follow suit, and I may not see you for a while. But I certainly didn't think we'd be out you know, six months, or I guess it was five. Right. So, I, I, to your point, it is tough to make any sort of proclamation as we come up on Halloween about what should or shouldn't be done on February. And, and as much as I say, well, that, that seems preemptive to take hitting out of the game, I would also tell you that as hopeful as I am that we'll be – Back on the ice February the 1st, I would say it'd be, you know, premature to start making proclamations that this is definitely going to happen. Because I, uh, I don't yeah. think in this day and age you could say anything's definitely going to happen. I do know that, uh, Jack, you and me were in Pittsburgh in 2016, the night of the U.S. election. That was the first time Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby faced each other. Um, because of course Connor got hurt the year before and missed the two games against the Penguins. The Oilers won. <laughs> you'd remember this. Uh, the Oilers won that game in Pittsburgh without McDavid. That was the game that if Jenny Malkin scored maybe the best goal I think we've seen scored by an opposition player. Remember that? 
Absolutely. A little spinorama on Mark Fain, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, that was just. Who actually had him. If you think about it, it's not like he broke free of Mark Fain. I mean, Fain was draped all over him, and he still scored. Yeah, it was an unbelievable goal, and I think the Oilers won in a shootout uh, in in Pittsburgh, and then we flew uh, to Toronto the next day, and it was the Grey Cup Sunday, and that was the 2015 Grey Cup, and the Eskimos, uh, I think we went... In twenty, yeah, sorry, in twenty fifteen sixteen, we went Pittsburgh to TO. Anyways, twenty sixteen was the U.S. election. I remember we had several animated conversations between folks on the plane that night. Uh, and it is, you know, people say, well, politics shouldn't be involved in sport. The reality is, it's always been involved in sport. We have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, I know what the polls show uh, in the states, but it could potentially impact sport as well. I mean, we could end up having a. A different philosophical approach towards dealing with COVID in the U.S. And as it stands right now, Jack, I love college football and NFL. You love college football and NFL. And that's the one thing that's going right now in the States on Saturdays and Sundays. And a lot of it. And even there. Like, you have, you've got NFL buildings, Jack. Like, what's what are they doing in Ohio right now? Like, does, does Cleveland have, uh, I think they've been on the road. Percentage capacity. Okay. They've, percentage capacity in Ohio, Pennsylvania. Uh, I think the Steelers had 5,500 fans for their yep. last yep. home game. So they, they've, they've brought back, and the percentages vary. You know, in other words, Texas, it's, you know, come as you are. In other states, it's, it's usually under 10,000. I think Kansas City, uh, they had, they've had 15 to 16,000. So it all depends on where you live and, and what the, the state's restrictions are. So again, you know that'll that'll present challenges for certain ownership groups and certain markets in the U.S. If we're still in that, you know, in that line of of uh, dealing with COVID come February, March, there's going to be, in my opinion, if there are fans in the building, I think those numbers will will differ vastly, and and you know we still don't really know what uh, what it'll look like across this country. No, uh, and just uh, as an aside, I mean, the NFL, they don't have to have fans to make money for their teams. Nor nor does Major League Baseball or the NBA. The NHL is the one that's a little more heavily dependent on ticket revenue. TV money alone will not be enough for the National Hockey League to be anywhere close to profitable. And I know Gary Bettman has quoted 50%. You know, the fans bring, bring in 50%. I don't buy that. I think it's higher than that, personally. Um, that's, that's, I mean, that's my own personal interpretation. We all hope the U.S. TV deal gets enhanced. And I just bring it up because you referenced basketball shutting down and then the NHL following suit. And the NBA has already stated, like, they're starting, what, December? Are they starting Christmas Day, Jack? Well, that- there's been pushback on that. The players are looking towards Martin Luther King Day, uh, January 18th. I believe here in Canada that's the equivalent of Family Day. I'm not 100% sure on that. But Canada gets it off. It's in the middle of January, and it's a Monday. And I know the players have openly stated that uh, prior to Christmas is just too soon because originally Adam Silver's target date was December the 22nd. But that's a long way from being resolved. Who do your beloved Browns have this weekend? They've got the Raiders. So, uh, you know, obviously they, they have a chance to pick up ground if they're able to get a win because, you know, one of Baltimore or Pittsburgh is going to lose. But, 
you know, we talk about great rivalries across the major professional sports. I'm loath to admit it because I don't like either club, but it's hard to do better than Baltimore and Pittsburgh in terms of a true rivalry in the sense that that's about as evenly split down the middle as you could ask for. Yeah, uh, I, I got a real tough one with Alabama this week. They're taking on Mike Leach in the air raid, and, man, I, 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 I think they're only like, 28 or 29 point favorites for that game so we'll see if they can hang on you were close in your prediction last week you want to make a call (laughs) i'll take alabama minus 35 (laughs) awesome stuff jack we got us i feel like 49 10 is going to be the final well, uh, well, it could be a, uh, a, a, a horror show for uh, the boys from Mississippi. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us, Jack. we got to get squeeze some stuff in. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Always a pleasure, Bob. And again, RIP Joey Moss, Edmonton yeah. Zone, and a true legend. Absolutely. Well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'll stay to Jack. Uh, it is 149 in Edmonton. we got to uh, cut to a couple things here. We'll come back and wrap up orders now after this. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. There you go, James Neal. Welcome back, everybody. 151 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 30 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is Mediterranean chicken. I referenced uh, with Jack the 2015 game in Pittsburgh where Malcolm scored that unbelievable goal. It was uh, one of our orders now, roadies with uh, New West Travel. It was a good trip um, because the then-named Edmonton Eskimos in Toronto won the Grey Cup on the Sunday. We watched that at Wayne Gretzky's. And uh, as it's turned out, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Wayne Gretzky's is now closed. They have... uh, the property was purchased and they're doing a development at that. But we had a great time with people on that trip. Uh, it was, uh, I remember Tom Gazzola was there with us. So we had a, we had a, it was on the morning of the game against Pittsburgh. Peter Shirelli did an impromptu about a two hour session with the people on the trip, uh, Q and A. And he, there were some tough questions. And Pete had just started as general manager of the orders at that time. Orders won in the shootout in Pittsburgh. We flew the next day to Toronto. I had the event in Toronto uh, before the uh, Grey Cup game. Then watched the uh, Eskimos win their last uh, Grey Cup championship. They are now called the EE football team. Okay. Uh, should mention, out in Wetaskiwin, they need trades. They had a strong summer regarding their used vehicle inventory. They usually run about 50 to 70 units. They're down to 10. That's what Uncle Milt was telling me at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. The Ford Motor Company will give you a trade-in bonus of 2500 for your 2016 model or older, but Brent Ridge will pay top dollar for any trade just to restock their shelves. Go see Uncle Milt, Rich Johnny, and the gang out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile 
in Wetaskiwin. They actually got a couple guys there that are Flames fans. I'm like, how is that possible? You know, because I know what the split is in Red Deer. It's like 70-30 for the Oilers versus the Calgary Flames. Let's go to uh, this day in Oilers history. The one, the only, Brendan Escott. Ooh, all the way back in 2001, Yanni Nienema has a goal and an assist as the Oilers beat the Canadians 3-1 at Skyreach Centre. Dan Cleary and Ryan Smith had the other two goals. Tommy Sallow made 35 stops for the win. Also on this date, uh, the Edmonton Oilers avenged their only loss of the season in 1980. I'm thinking it was 80. It might have been 85-86. They lost to the Jets. Jets beat them 9-3 early in the late year, and then the Oilers pounded Winnipeg 7-3. Wayne Gretzky had four assists in the second period of that game, and uh, this was also the date. In 2016-17, Edmonton had started the year 8-1, and Ottawa Senators came to town, and Craig Anderson had rejoined the team after finding out uh, the news that his wife had cancer and rejoined the Ottawa Senators and stoned the Edmonton Oilers. The Sens won 2-0. Uh, we flew out on a road trip after. I remember having the conversation on the plane. Uh, you know, I thought the team might be capable of winning 50 games that year. So, and, and for the record, the Oilers ended up with 47 wins during the regular season. They got off to a pretty hot start at the start of uh, 2016-17. And frankly, they got off to a good start last year as well. Uh, so there you have it. We are going to have a busy Monday edition of Oilers now. Uh, John Shannon, our NHL insider. Drew Remenda from NHL Hockey and Rogers will make an appearance. And we're working on a couple other guests as well. Reed Wilkins, who often joins us on Mondays, has got his own show, show Inside Sports. He did a, a great thing last night with uh, Sid Smith who's retiring after uh, a couple decades uh, with Chorus. Uh, what does Reed have uh, going tonight on Inside Sports? Another busy show. Hockey Hall of Famer and eight-time Stanley Cup champion Serge Savard. AJHL Commissioner Ryan Bartoshek. Uh, Lethbridge Hurricanes game day assistant Ryan Rosnowski uh, on the impact of Joey Moss on his life. Canadian Motorsports Hall of Famer Rob Seal, currently the head of the uh, pediatric anesthesiology at the Stollery Children's hospital and you'll hear from Edmonton Oil Kings defenseman team Canada candidate Matthew Robertson as well well we had a you know what we had a uh, in many respects a fun week a week where we celebrated uh, the the passing of Joey Moss and I'd like to thank everybody out there for being super positive because it is a super uh, it was a super positive uh, sort of perspective and lots of people shared their feelings on it it was awesome to see everybody have a terrific weekend Uh, if your children are out there Keep them safe tomorrow night, and uh, we'll hook up on Monday. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of the Rob Breckenridge Show out of CHQR 770 in Calgary. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.